Hey there, and thanks for joining us for The Weekly Grind, a podcast where we work out the topics that shape and influence the culture, community, and church of today from a biblical perspective. I'm Ben, here with my pastor and good friend Chip. He is the lead pastor, and I'm the worship pastor at the Napoleon Church of the Nazarene. This is The Weekly Grind. All right, Chip, well, fall has arrived. Yeah. I busted out my cardigan for today. It's a little flannel. chilly. You're in the flannel, so... Flannel shirts, yeah. Happy fall. I like flannel shirts. Yeah. yeah I wish I, I could too. wear them every week I got to pull the rest of mine out, but it's nice. One thing I've learned, though, don't ever wear a flannel shirt when you're speaking. Why? Because summer, spring, winter, fall, that stage gets hot with all those lights, and I've tried to preach oh, with yeah. a flannel shirt. Yeah. No. I try to dress Not a good consistent. idea. Not a good idea. Yeah. It's hot. <laughs> yeah. You get you get the pit sweat. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Every sweat. Back so, sweat. Oh, okay. <laughs> so let's talk about something real and and uh, interesting. We have a Tuesday morning Bible study. Yep. And uh, a couple weeks ago, I don't even know if you were there or not. I don't think you were because that's what, that's, uh, yeah, you must have been sleeping. I miss in. a week. <laughs> We talked about a topic that that sometimes gets brought up in the church, or especially outsiders. It's reconciling the God of the Old Testament versus the God of the New Testament. Now, quick answer for me is it's two sides of the same coin. It's the same God yesterday, today, and always. Sure. Um, But we just wanted to take a few minutes to just talk about the nature of God, who He is, and and how um, how really it's it's not as as black and white or as Old Testament and New Testament character of God as people might make it seem to believe of the idea that God's this vengeful, wrathful God in the Old Testament, and then in the New Testament it's just it's all about love. It's all about the love of Christ, and that's it. Yeah. Um, and so so that's what we want to talk about today. Yeah, and so I, I'm sure that every person who has opened the Bible, who's read the Bible, has had these conflicting questions. Yeah. Such drastic measures in the Old Testament. If you've read the first five books, you see a lot of uh, behavior patterns that God required of certain people then. Why not now? Why not today? And then from a cultural narrative, I see all the time, and people do this to me, well, like you just are picking and choosing what you want to believe about what God said, because you say this is not right, God said this isn't right over here, but then you don't even follow what he said over here. And again, it's just a misunderstanding about the story of God and the context of his uh, revelation, his progressive revelation the reasons why he decides to require people here to do this, what's behind that? What's he trying to reveal about himself? Mm -hmm. And the fact that, guess what? Today, not only do I take more than a few steps on the Sabbath, I even drive a car on the Sabbath. And you're not getting stoned for it. Right. What's the deal there? Yeah. And no doubt Christians and non-Christians alike If you've looked at the Bible, those questions come in. Mm -hmm. And I get that this could be a three-hour podcast on this. We want this to be quick-hitting, 
we want to just jog your mind a little bit. And if you've had this question, we want to just kind of present some lead thoughts that might help you begin to navigate through what is God saying in the Old Testament that I need to realize. Yeah. Because you're right. God has not changed. God's not different now than he was then. Um, He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm -hmm. And and the reasons why certain aspects of his character are revealed in the Old Testament and the way he relates to people in the Old Testament might look different than the New Testament at the end of the day and the end of the story and the end of time. We will see a God who is always consistent. Mm -hmm. He just needed to communicate things in different ways, right? Yeah. And I think I think the leading attribute of God and, and James McDonald actually talks about this in one of his books mm-hmm. is uh, um, the leading attribute is his holiness, right. his otherness. Uh, yes, God is love, but I don't think we fully comprehend what what that love means, and it's out of his holiness um, that he loves and that he deals with things accordingly. Sure. And so, yeah, go ahead. Look, I mean, the New Testament says two statements. God is love, but I be ye holy as I am holy. And to look at the Old Testament, absolutely, the thing that God was trying to reveal initially is his holiness. Like, you need to understand my otherness. And I need to actually go to drastic measures so that you are not confused about who I am. I am other. I am set apart from any other God that you've made up in your mind, Mm -hmm. any other creature that you've created in your thinking. Guess what? I am the real God who is vastly above that, who is more powerful and is greater and is more expansive than you can ever imagine. And I need you to get that. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> the way he helped them to get it was pretty drastic. Mm-hmm. But it mattered to him that there is one prevailing thought about God. There is no other God like me, right? Yeah. I would say there's no other God, obviously, only the gods of our creation. But he's saying, listen, I am other. And so a lot of what he did, how he acted, um, is in concert with, I need them to understand my greatness, Mm -hmm. who I am, my holiness. And I think that helps us frame why he seems to me more wrathful at times, Mm. uh, more drastic at times than he is today. And we need to understand the concept of grace. I don't think we truly understand. Um, We all deserve hell. That's right. Straight away. Right. So if if God, and, and, and if God is fully just vengeful, then that's where we belong. But if he's all love, then we all go to heaven, and what was the point of Jesus? Right. 
And so sure. we have to understand that his holiness yeah. is that defining attribute of, of who God is. I think that helps us, though, that when, okay, so if you, like, really get confused in Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, mm-hmm. hygiene laws. Yeah. Like, I need you to, I mean, you read through that, it's like, wow, yeah. this is a really particular God, and if you didn't follow his particular rules, there were some rough consequences there for were that. rough consequences. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know if that punishment fit that crime. But again, what is God trying to primarily communicate? Mm-hmm. I need to have a people that are set apart, that are holy, because I need the world around me to understand that I am the one true God. I need to draw attention to me, and so I'm going to ask these people to do certain things mm-hmm. to make them look other than the rest of the world. Yeah. And as his revelation progressed through the Old Testament until the final revelation, the, the revelation that God always wanted to reveal to mankind in mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, we have now, whoa, this is this great God. This is this holy God. And now it's like the, the, side of the other side of the coin or the full picture or the, the veil is, is pulled away from our eyes and we see... God is holy, and then in Jesus we see not only is he holy, he is love, he's gracious, he's all of these things. Mm-hmm. But he chose to have a progressive revelation to help us get, yeah. whoa. And so, yeah, like he says, if you take a certain amount of steps on the Sabbath, you get stoned. Uh, what's that about? We well, need to understand who I am. I don't, you don't mess with me. And you need to get, I'm God, you're a man, right? Yeah, and, and so, so kind of, I, I kind of, in preparing for today, made a, uh, a little chart, uh, his lion attributes and his lamb attributes, if yep. you will, mm-hmm. and found a lot of both of those in both the Old and New Testament, especially in Hebrews. It talks about just being fearful of the Lord and, and our God and him being a consuming fire. Sure. And even in Acts 5, we have Ananias and Sapphira and the consequences. But then in the Old Testament, let's look at David. Let's look at Psalm 23, where it talks about how the Lord is compassionate and gracious and slow to anger and abounding in love. And, and even Jonah, we just got done doing a study in Jonah. Jonah understood the attributes of who God was. He wanted him to destroy Nineveh. And God and, was compassionate. And God was compassionate. He said, no. I want I want you to to go and, and tell them to repent. And so so we can't it's impossible for us to just separate the old and new. It because, fits together. Because he, the yeah. Absolutely. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Unless you have together. the old testament. Mm-hmm. But again, the way that God's gonna reveal himself is more and more and more comprehensive. Um and culminating in Jesus Christ. But God is still yeah. Not different and there's than judgment he was in the Old Testament. I mean, there's judgment that's being withheld right now that one day there will be reconciling. The, the God of the Old Testament who does not wink at sin yeah. will judge sin. Yeah, it's a very sobering um, Absolutely. thing to meditate on and to, and to think about. Um, it draws me to reverency, to a... Uh, 
a healthy fear, like a holiness fear, the way that, that we should. I think one thing we need to remember is, so God is, as he's revealing himself in the Old Testament, I need to reveal I'm other, so I need you to be a peculiar people. Yeah. Those are the words he used. But in that revealing, he did, he did reveal the essential qualities about him, the moral code, mm-hmm. the moral law that says, hey, this is who I am. That is steadfast. This is like, like <laughs> this is who I am and this is who I call you to be. And so there's an understanding in the Old Testament, there's a moral law that runs through and is exist. it's who God is. And then there's specific um, contextual laws and requirements and expectations of God that were for that specific time and, and season. And, season. Yeah. and why he did that, I think, is still consistent today. I need him to see I'm holy guess what? He still wants the world to see a holy people. But now instead of us following a bunch of codes Mm -hmm. through the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus coming and providing that for us in his death and resurrection, the holy people that we become are his law being written on our hearts and changing us. And we still, again, Old Testament, I, I need a holy people. I want a holy people. I need to show the world who I am. Same thing today. I, I want the world, the, you know, my yeah. kingdom, and my. Uh, you're the light of the world, yeah. the salt of the earth. The difference is Christ coming, being that atoning sacrifice for us, and now there's a means um, at the sending of the Holy Spirit that we can be salt and light. We truly have the power of Christ in us. That's right. That's right. To, to be the holiness, to be the change that he wants right. the world to, to see. It looked different in the Old Testament. It was the same thing in both. Yeah. Right, because Israel was was other. That's and, right. And the favor that Israel had had demonstrated, and 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 the provisions to the other nations. I mean, and that's that's, right. what, that's what a microcosm of that now is is us. It's the church. It's the church, but it's 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 us as individuals, right. in in living out that light and being other. When whether we're at our workplace, whether we're out in a community, wherever it's at, to be that. And so. Just quick hitting here. We just want you to, to think about, hey, the Old Testament says a lot of stuff. Why is God saying that? What makes sense mm-hmm. to be, oh, yeah, that is for that time and season. What is the consistent, non-changing principle of God? I see the moral law of code of God running through. He's mm-hmm. consistent to that. Um, and how do I interpret, you know, like, you know, think about the dietary laws. They didn't eat pork. Right. Um, like, Jesus turned that upside down, and, like, we all eat. I enjoy pork. I mean, I'm an Iowa kid, right? Yeah. It's the other white meat. Yeah, I like um, a good, yeah, barbecue pork. And don't feel in, in any way condemnation for eating pork. But, again, then... The dietary laws, I need you to look vastly different. I need people to see an other people. But like it was you, externally yeah. a presentation, yeah. whereas now it's an internal work. That You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. The external fruit now is different than then. Yeah. But it's God still doing the consistently a similar thing. Yeah. And so we can say God's the same. 
right? And yet it looks different in our lives and how he's the same. Good? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just a good way to to kind of maybe jog your mind. Yeah. And maybe make you think about that. And don't just let your unbelieving or atheist coworkers and friends say, well, you're inconsistent. Like, why do you say this is wrong, but you don't even follow that in the Old Testament? Well, what was that about? And what was that for? Mm -hmm. And is it a moral code or law of God? Or is it a dietary? Is it a hygienic? Is it a ceremonial? Is it, you know, is a specific application for that time? The best answer is to, as we've been talking about on Sunday morning, the belt of truth. That's right. Ground yourself in the Word of God. But then your testimony, your testimony, and, and he calls us to a life of holiness now. And so that is, that is the best way for us to, to demonstrate Christ-likeness and the nature of who God is, is in the way we live. And being that kind of witness uh, chases away a lot of unbelief, doubt, and mm-hmm. questions that people might have when they see authentic, yep. transformed lives that all of a sudden, wow, that's amazing. It's real. You're full of love, joy, peace. Who are you? You know, that's the witness to what God is uh, is doing. All right, could have went three hours. You're thankful for about 20 minutes. Hopefully, we've got your mind rolling and you won't just settle for, I don't know why we did this and I don't understand that or this. There's a reason. God's unchanging. And yet things look different.